This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and this is Banging on the Drum, Season 2, Episode 11. And we would like to say, hey, how you doing? Everybody listening in your car, thank you uh, for listening to us. I am your host here, P-Dog. Join with my co-host over there in West Central Wisconsin, M-Dog. How you doing up there, M-Dog? Oh, doing great. That means good. Yep. He says it in dog. So if your dog's in your car with the window rolled down, hanging his head out the window, he knows what Mike's saying right there. Yep. Got it. Yeah, all. So, uh, how are things going down there? Guys, they're going like, good. Good, good, good. It's been busy, staying busy. That's, I guess, uh, the general theme. I always think I'm going to be like, okay, after this bit of shit, I'm not going to be busy for a while. After this bit of shit, I'm not going to be busy for a while. But after this last bit of stuff, which was just a drill weekend being a little bit more intensive than I thought it was going to be, I am really not going to be busy for that much. It'll just be school um, and plenty of downtime to hammer out our uh, pre-episode preps. Uh, But we did a pretty good job prepping this one, so we'll still be good to go. But you want me to roll into my overs and unders right away, or do you want to lead us off? Uh, so I'll go right into my unders. So it's been, um, so it was a kind of a hectic week here. And then I was working like semi outside over the weekend. So had to cut a lot of boards down and like do things for the floor in my bathroom, make sure everything's going smooth. And then, so Friday for my flag football practice, it snows Saturday. I'm at work. It's, it's a decent day, right? Sunday it snows and then it snowed again today. So not like a lot. So I'm not getting like accumulation or nothing, but it snowed three of the last four days, little flurries, and it's pissing me off. It's not, I'm not ready for snow to start hitting yet. Yeah. No, I drill. We have like a forecast challenge because um, we're weather forecasters and we picked uh green bay. So my, my leader, my commander picked uh, Green Bay for one of them and Dallas-Fort Worth for the other one. So it was kind of funny that we had uh, Riley and um, I guess the Packers and you guys up there covered uh, just because he doesn't know anything like about this or anything, but he picked like two of the locations that are, were, well, were most relevant when Riley was still around and then um, – up in green Bay and he like, wasn't doing it for the football game or anything. It was just cause it was going to be the most challenging thing that he could find in a short matter of time. But yeah, it looked like you guys were going to get light snow with a low moving past your Northeast. Yeah. And yeah, so three out of the last four days, we got something and today. It was kind of like a steady snow too. So, but I'm just not ready for that. So it's kind of some BS that's, that's going on right now. And I don't want to deal with it. Right. So I don't want to, I don't want winter to just start just yet. I mean, I want to say like Wednesday last week, it was like 75 degrees, but I shouldn't complain about 75 degrees. Just keep rolling. Just 
small increments down. We should be 55 right now, 50 at a low day. But yeah, this is the time of year everyone's going to start getting sick. So get ready for it. People are going to come into your workplace sneezing and because they, because yeah, it's 30 degrees in the morning and 70 degrees in the afternoon. So no one knows how to dress for that shit. Everyone gets sick. One of the trends I've learned in my life, I, I get it now. Yep. Um, and then, so for my overs, uh, I'm done working Saturdays for the year. Pretty excited. Finish that up on Saturday. Got her done. No more dicking with that shit. No more. That's my under. So that's good. And then my bathroom project is just about done. Uh, I just, I got to fix my light switch. So I might have to call up old, old Tim Jerome. Get yeah, my, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's right. He, he's right in the area. He'll do your honeydew list. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so I just haven't. I don't know if my wire isn't far enough into the back of my plug or what, but my plugs were working yesterday, and then I redid it today to get my switch. So my switches weren't working, and so then I did it again, and now my plugs aren't working. So I'm going to have to tear it all apart again at some point here in the next day or something. I think my dad probably lives 15 minutes away from you. So that's actually like a real actual option. You could, you could definitely use if you needed it. All right. Um, And then I also learned like a kind of a new skill at work. So uh, for work in my Saturday, the project we did was we did like a tutorial on screen printing. So I've learned to screen print t-shirts on Saturday, which I think was kind of cool anyway. Yeah, no, it turned, no, out, it turned out, can, out pretty good too. You can start making us merch now that our, our old uh, merchandise maker is, is out of here. We're reference. I'm referencing Riley a lot in this one. Um, yep. But yeah, our old shirt maker. So we got a new shirt maker. That's, that is pretty exciting. I'm gonna, excited to see what you come up with for us. Yeah. So I could do one. I'd have to get some stuff, but. It, it's not even that hard. It's kind yeah. of surprising. But don't you have like other resources too in our uh, journey on boutique? Uh, so your sisters uh, make that stuff too? So they don't make stuff. They, they're just their own like a shop. So oh, okay. none of that's so, the stuff that they're like creating, I don't think. Okay. Okay. But I bet you they create. Yeah, they own, a, they own one though. Yeah, you're, you're right. So. Uh, so Travis, I think does a lot of like the woodworking stuff that they have, the signs and things like that. That's my sister's husband. Old T-Dog. They do a lot. Yeah. They do a lot of that stuff. And so him and Gina, I think kind of both do. And then their daughter gets into it pretty much. Nice. Nice. All right. So keep your eyes peeled. Mike's going to be making some merch, sending some t-shirts out. Um, just get ready for it. I, I, I should. What we should do is just figure out how to offer a t-shirt to anybody who says they actually listen to us someplace. There we go. And Mike will get that sent to you. So just DM him on Twitter if you got his phone number. No, nope, no DM. You, you're going to have to like tag banging on the drum or something like that at the very least in public. Okay. I like that. I like that. Maybe we'll have to figure we- that out exactly what it is. Yeah, maybe we can get uh, 
so a little more chatter going on our on our Twitter things. I we we have been weak on Twitter, but I think that's that's due to the busy schedules on both ends. I've been barely. I got the picks out one week before the games came out. So yeah, hopefully I'll get back on track with that. Um, I have been keeping better track of the bing bongs this year, but I just haven't been sharing the information. So, so good work. That's Pat, one. Cause I, I keep track like Monday afternoon. I'm like, Oh, I have a 15 minutes of downtime. I better look, see how I did, you know? Yeah. 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 I always forget. And then before we let you go for your overs and unders, what's this third grade Brookwood Falcons update? I mean, not that there is one, but yeah, so we we, we're playing tomorrow. We're playing tomorrow night, and then we got our. Uh, I guess it's like they can call it the Now tournament instead of the Brookwood tournament, which is Norwalk, Ontario, Wilton on Saturday. So probably going to have both team. Both of my teams are probably going to end up in the championship facing each other. I intend to win that game, mostly because I'm going to stack my own team and give everybody else the bad players. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to try to split them up evenly, but uh, I should just stack my own team and then face off against. So we're going to split the team we got now. We got 14, 14 kids, and it's seven on seven. So we're going to just split the team and have two teams in the tournament as long as everybody's going to show up. So. Nice, nice. So how many teams total then is every so is it six teams then? I'm not I'm not sure. They just told me that if I wanted to split my teams that we could put two in. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah. So you can that's gonna be sweet playing in the championship against yourself. I know right? would, coaching both ends. Would you be cheering for the team that your daughter's on? Yep. Yep. I'd just <laughs> like I'd be like, just fall down, drop the ball to the other team. Oh. Yeah. Stack the deck for. I'd probably act like so. I'm the like type of guy that would probably so my nephew and my daughter run in the same group, which makes it easier for my whole family, right? And then there we got another set of like cousins, and they'll be on the other team together. So just makes it easier to for like families to watch one team instead of trying to run to two games. But I would probably be the guy that like was like trying to manipulate it so that my daughter and my nephew lost because I didn't want to seem like I was being like a favorite to them or something. No, you got to make sure you got to make sure she wins that one, that she's on the better team in that one. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, could go either way. So I tried to split them up evenly so that we had good players on both, on both squads. Right. Nice. You're you're better than I am. I would stack it for my family. All right. Yeah, that's well, fair. we will roll over to mine. Um, I had a pretty lame, busy week, like I said. So drill was a lot busier than I anticipated it to be. And long story short, ended up staying after for quite a while. And I didn't watch... I don't think I've seen a single minute of football on TV on Sunday. I did go back and watch all the games uh, that when we split them up, all the games that I took today, but, but yeah, I don't remember the last Sunday during football season that I went without watching a single minute. 
because I ended up getting back home at like nine o'clock at night. So I could have flipped on the Sunday night game, but I was so beat that I was just like, nope, not, not even going to try to struggle through a half of this one. I'll just grab my games that I got for this week and then go, go from there. And then we just, both of us just rewatched the Packer game to refresh Mike's memory and then just give me a memory. Um, but we'll get that into that in a little bit. Uh, so for my over though, this was sweet. Uh, last week, uh, I'm pretty bad at doing like my academic planning, but to get into Florida state. And I think the only reason I didn't get into Florida state initially was because I didn't have a foreign language. And then they keep telling me that I need to take either Spanish, French, basically every language, but Portuguese. That's like the only one they don't offer. They're like, we got Mandarin, we got Hatorilada, we got Atorinada, like <laughs> just all these languages. And I was like, why would Portuguese not be one of them? That, yeah, no, I'm curious about it too. I mean, because it's like Latin, it, French, German, like I said, like three that I'd never heard of before, um, Mandarin, yeah. which I mean, I guess it makes sense because. I, I would have to look it up. Maybe that's a trivia question for another time. Cause the only countries I know that speak Portuguese are Portugal and Brazil. Um, but I think there's another odd, odd one out. I think there's three countries where the language is uh, primarily Portuguese, but anyway, yeah, but just, so like Portugal was like when like people were taking territories, Portugal was a kind of a big one. Yeah. They were like the scheme first to do it out stealing all the gold from South America. Um, Yeah. My, one of my friends, I was talking to him about it. He was like, it's so weird that such a little country uh, can go out there and then like dominate like a big country like Brazil. And then they all speak Portuguese for the rest of the time. And I was like, he, he didn't even think of like, that's exactly what the United States is too. Like we speak English because the, the English came oh, yeah. over and <laughs> dominated, but yeah, they, well, I mean, England was running the world. They got yeah. India, they had Australia, they had everything. And yep. that was probably post Spain and Portugal kind of running the world in Rome. Right. But yeah, I took, I think my favorite class I've ever took was modern history from 1500 to modern day or whatever. I don't know. That was a redundant title, but, but anyways, Back to my over. So I found a way to take Portuguese through uh, a different school. So Murray State in Kentucky is where I'm going to be taking my Portuguese through. But it's going to mesh well as far as I know right now. So as that being an online course, right? An online course, I would assume. Yeah. No, I'm going to drive. How much of that? How much of that class are you actually going to take? A lot. Like, I have a desire to speak. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I get it. But, like, I guess if you ever get in a scrape, you got probably pretty good help. Yeah, so when I was a freshman at Royal, we had a, like, a fluent Spanish speaker take Spanish one with us. It was like, it was like, and then our teacher was pretty lenient about everything. So they'd be like, we're going to take the test in a group. Well, we were all one big group with this. So this girl that spoke 
uh, fluent Spanish. Yeah, that's nice. And yeah, well, I do have a good resource too, if I ever get jammed up on any paper. So uh, it sounds like though now in at least Florida colleges, they like want you to take like three years at least of a foreign language. So that's the only thing I don't know is like when I transfer in, like how, because apparently Florida State doesn't have Portuguese either. So whatever, um, I'll figure it out. It's a problem for- So they want you to take three years to graduate? Yeah. I, I don't think it's quite a, so I was talking to an advisor and I don't think it's quite a requirement yet, but it sounds like it's coming down the pipeline and it sounds like it might. I don't know. Like I'll be right on the edge of being grandfathered into that and, or being the first person that, or part of the first class that has to do that, um, which I wouldn't mind because like I said, I do have a strong desire to speak Portuguese. So could you just take it as a, so I knew people that anatomy and physiology, they wouldn't take at that school, like at Winona state or whatever. And they would take it through some community college. Cause it was a little bit easier. Yeah. Right. So the, the standard wasn't as high, I guess. So like, could you just do that or take Portuguese through Murray state or whatever? That's what then, I'm, that's what I'm hoping. Okay. But that's yeah, cool. that's, yeah, no, it's pretty cool. But yeah, that's it. So pretty lame overs and unders. So we will get in to the Badger game. So pretty disappointing one over in Badgerland. Uh, well, I guess it was in East Lansing, but Badgers lose 28 to 34. But we're just going to go quarter by quarter for you guys, and I'll try to be pretty quick with this. So was looking pretty good. Had a nice drive where we moved the ball down the field uh, with a mix of runs and passes in the in the first half. I can't remember if it was the first drive of the game. I actually did get to watch quite a bit of college football. So that, that was uh, one of the nice things there. Um, Cause in this area, it's college football's king, but yeah. So hold, hold uh, Michigan state uh, to, I don't know if it was a three and out, but whatever, we won't get in that much detail. Michigan state punts. We have a good drive, go down, score a touchdown. Um, capped off with a, a Braylon Allen TD. Uh, then we had a huge goal line stand when uh, Michigan State got the ball back. So turnover downs. We take over in the, what did they say, in the shadows of your goal line? Whatever. We took over. Goal post. Like, yeah, your goal post. Um, so we take over at like the one or two yard line. And then good old, old school Graham Mertz comes comes back to life and uh, throws a pick and Michigan state takes full advantage of it. And Jalen Berger had a 12 yard TD run on the second play of their possession there uh, in the second quarter, the Badgers responded to that right away with a nine play 75 yard drive sparked off with a big run by Braylon Allen. Uh, Mertz tossed in a 14 yard run there uh, looked pretty good on that one. Then we capped that drive off with a one yard TD run by Braylon Allen as well. So going into the third quarter, Wisconsin had a 14 to seven lead. Then Michigan State scores 14 on unanswered points. Uh, kickoff by, oh, the, <clears throat> the points kicked off by a huge pass to Malik Carr. 
at tight end. Um, that yeah, it was just crazy. So big boy running down the field, uh, gets tackled right around the one yard line, and then running back Elijah Collins for Michigan State scores on a one yard TD. Uh, next TD was helped out by two pass interference calls against the Badgers and capped with a 27-yard TD pass to Keon Coleman uh, for Michigan State. And at that point in time, Michigan State was up 14-21. to 21. Um, I'm pretty sure one of the pass interferences was a little bit questionable. I was kind of going back from my dorm to, to where I was watching it, but I know I had buddies complaining about it uh, and didn't look good at that point. But then... The Badgers strike back right away, have a drive, nine plays, 52 yards, capped off with TD. Uh, nice drive, creative play calling, big end around, and capped off with a clutch three-yard TD pass to Keontez Lewis uh, to tie the game, and that was on fourth and three. So that's when it was looking pretty scary, but then once the Badgers converted that one, I was like, hey, I think we might actually do this. I think we're actually – maybe turn it into a team that can like clutch up when they need to. So then the game goes into OT tied at 21, 21 Michigan state starts it off with a big halfback pass. So first play of overtime, uh, Jalen Reed to Keon Coleman touchdown. So just caught the Badgers with their pants down on the first play of overtime. Uh, Coleman made a huge catch on that play too. Like went up and took it. The Badgers should have probably picked that off. It was just a kind of a lob up there right across the middle of the field. It was definitely like, you know, a 500 throw. Like it wasn't, but I mean, yeah, like you said, Coleman made a good catch on it. And I mean, Jalen Reed for, I can't remember if he was a running back or a wide receiver circuit on the end round. But anyways, for not being a quarterback, I mean, he just put the ball somewhere that his guy could go up and get it. And his guy went up and get it or went up and got it. But yeah, like you said, that that could have been huge for us if we could have turned him over there. Uh, But the Badgers strike right back on third down. They have a 25 yard to I wanted to remember DK, how to say DK's first name. Uh, I think it's Shimmery. Yeah, Shimmery DK. but that dude's looking pretty good. Like I'm starting to remember his name. Uh, and I even can tell. Kind of, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, though, is because the announcers are starting to say his first name as well instead of just his last name. So he's starting yeah. to show up in the stats there. Uh, then the Badgers. But let's let's talk about that drive because that game should have ended right there on first down. Graham Mertz threw it to a Michigan State player that did not have a badger even around him. And the guy just dropped it. Like he was so surprised the ball was there that. And yeah, I didn't understand what he was throwing to. Couldn't figure it out. I forgot about that until you mentioned that right now. But yeah, because I I was young. So I was back at my office. We we were off, but we were watching the games. I I can't remember what game we had on the other TV, but people got to see that I had a little bit of crazy in me uh, when he made that throw, but yeah, I got lucky and then, and then capitalized on the luckiness, but the ball did not lie on our next possession because Braylon Allen has a huge fumble. Um, First of the season, correct? What's that? First fumble of the season, I think. 
I think that's what they said on the on the broadcast. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to fact check that one, but I did not do that. But yeah, but then even with Michigan State getting the ball back, uh, starting at the twenty-five, the Badgers played pretty good defense on the first two plays, uh, pushing them back to the twenty-seven yard line. But then they have a twenty-seven yard uh, pass to Jaden Reed. I think I was saying Jalen before, but I'm pretty sure his name's Jaden. And that's all she wrote. So big pass there. Michigan State wins 34 to 28. And yeah, I guess my takeaway from that is it looked like two very evenly matched teams on that field. And we were talking a lot of shit about Michigan State. And I just don't think the Badgers are too far above them. And I think this game kind of proved it. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that, that I think the Badgers came out hot against Northwestern. Northwestern's a seller dweller in the, in the, in the West for sure. And that, that means the Badgers can probably beat them. But right now, if I'm going to equate the Badgers to anything, it's probably like a Nebraska team, right? They can get wins against the, the low hanging fruit, but they can't. They can't beat the teams that are pretty good, and they are even with other teams that are just okay, you know? Yeah. And say if that game's at Camp Randall, maybe it goes, like, the same yeah. but opposite or, yep, like, yep. something like that. You get that, just but... a little bit more juice out of it, and you can be okay. Yeah. And – I mean, they're in the big time West, so we know the schedule is not going to be that hard. So next game we got is Purdue, Maryland, then Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota. But I will say if I have to take away like a positive from this game is I do like how the offensive play calling is trying to be at least a little bit more creative because, I mean, sure, we're that team, like our identities, like run the ball down down uh, their throat. And I know when we had Gary Anderson for the year we had him, uh, it didn't go go like we would want it to. But I do like that. I mean, there's there's a few wrinkles in the playbook. Like, Mertz is throwing the ball 24 times. I like that the quarterback's getting at least 20 chances. It's not the old 11 and 13 because we're not that good of – a running team to allow. I mean, Brilliant I agree. is a beast, but it's just not that team that allows for that. And I guess we got nothing to lose on out this season. So mind's well figure out if we're going to be able to throw the ball next year now. So yeah, are we going to keep Mertz or are we not going to keep Mertz? That's the real kind of the decision. Like, are we going to move on? From that, are we going to spend all of our time recruiting offensive linemen? Yeah. No, I had a buddy at Drill. He's a big Ohio State fan. Um, He he pays pretty close attention to stuff, but he had a pretty good observation how we kind of got Mertz and kind of we were like, oh, our savior's here. We finally finally recruited a quarterback, yeah. And then we kind of put all of our eggs – into that basket that, Hey, you know, maybe we don't need to recruit as well because we got a guy that's going to make up for it. That sure as shit isn't doing that. 
but not even close. And that's an interesting take. I've never heard that before that because we got a superstar to some extent, right? So that this was a guy that was looked at by a lot of big time programs. We, so we get a superstar and we don't think we need to try as hard for some reason. We don't need to coach up our people. We don't need to like even him, we didn't coach him up. So, uh, Chris, I, I want to say was the offensive coordinator and the quarterbacks coach the when he left the first time. Right. And so he didn't change what Graham Mertz was, right. He didn't make him significantly better. No. And I don't, yeah. Like, I don't think he like made it super easy for him and if he did and it was super easy for him then Mertz is dog shit like there's there's only two ways about that but yeah I think we kind of struck out with Mertz and I think they're trying to get back to the roots a little bit um but whatever I'm I'm all right with uh just blowing it up this season playing like a team with nothing to lose Cause I still did have a lot of fun watching them play against Northwestern and I'd be lying if I told you like this game wasn't fun to watch. So, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm still tuning in the Badger games, but yeah, maybe for a different uh, reason. Yeah. So if they don't make a bowl, which I guess is a real possibility. So if you're not beating teams like Michigan state, do you f- get rid of Leonard too? I don't like the idea of that, but I, so pregame, so our pregame preview, I was kind of hinting at that, but I think this team is a little bit worse than what I thought he was handed. And I guess that kind of goes into it. That like our talent pool is low and therefore we shouldn't blame the coach for that currently, like the interim coach. Yeah, I mean, unless you can get some sort of rock star, but I think you give Leonard Leonard some time. I I was addicted to the firing uh, right after we fired Chris, and then they go out and well, I can't remember what they beat Northwestern, but like forty-two to seven or something like that, and yeah. and I just thought I was like, okay, maybe we're talented, but I think it's just Northwestern's that bad. We're not that good but they can put it on uh, Northwestern when, when it's a year like this for Northwestern. Yeah. So I, I think that's fair that. Yeah. But I think Jim, Jim Leonard's job's safe. I would say, I mean, unless they get some sort of rock star when I Googled uh, Jim Leonard, who would that rock star be? So this, this is the funny thing. When I Googled Jim Leonard, uh, the coach, so it was like, I, I suck at spelling. So the way Leonard spelled, I was like, I got to just get this down because it's not the way I would spell Leonard. Um, right. And I Googled it. And you know how sometimes it gives you like similar people? Like when you Google somebody, Rex Ryan showed up. Yeah, he was his – I want to say that he was his head coach with the Jets and with the Bills. Yes, that is true. I Yeah, I didn't put that connection together at all. But, like, when I saw that, I was like, 
are they is there like some back channel thing going on that i haven't heard about but i won't start that yeah there we go get get rex ryan in the batters i'd be i'd (laughs) i would get rid of um jim leonard for rex ryan and maybe they're like the same dude who knows yeah all right that's all i got for you guys on that disappointing end of the badger game um I'm going to let Mike take over the Packers breakdown here. All right. So the Packers come out and they're, um, they are, how do you want to put this? Like their offense looks stale and that they see a one high safety and they just kind of chuck it deep. Aaron Rodgers isn't hitting those passes hardly at all during the game. Um, First quarter, second quarter, everything is defensive-minded. The weather isn't great in Green Bay this weekend, but you got to do better than that. At some point, at one point, Aaron Rodgers almost throws a pick and almost throws a pick six to Sauce Gardner. Ends up that Gardner dropped it. Anyway, the first... First half of the game basically goes both defenses are kind of dominating throughout the throughout the game. Um throughout the first half. And Packers come in, they give up a field goal to the Jets, then they drive back down, get a field goal themselves. Halftime ends up being three to three. Right. So they're doing okay. It's not not anything anywhere we want to be offensively. It doesn't seem like Aaron Jones is getting enough touches. Dylan seems to be out attempting him on the running plays, which I think is a little bit weird. And then we go into the third quarter and the Jets score twice on us, one on a blocked field goal or blocked punt. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Another theme in this game was that the Packers blocked blocked a punt and the Jets blocked a field goal in the first half which made things sketchy. Uh, they block a punt, uh, score score the score a touchdown, get into bigger lead. Packers come back down and score. That's the last time the Packers are going to score on the day. They score a touchdown. Do you remember who it was to? Pat? It was to Lazard. It was a Lazard nice pass gets it, which Lazard. Is, Yeah, which is pretty typical. Lazard is the guy that, Rodgers trusts the most. Um, And then in the fourth quarter, when the Packers need to make a stop and need to do something, they can't make a stop necessarily, and they can't do anything offensively. They just didn't – it felt like they didn't have anything clicking. Nothing went right. So, And I had a buddy at the game, and he just said that it felt like there was no emotion from the players and no emotion from the the stands, no emotion from even like the PA guy at Lambeau this weekend, which is a little bit weird. Um, Usually that place is pretty rocking for an NFL stadium. And I don't know what we're going to attribute that to, right? If it's just players, not being engaged or if it is players that are a little like lackluster because they're coming home from London after a loss, not 
like motivated. The offensive play calling seems to be something that is a like really weird to me. Every time that they see like a one high safety, they just throw it 30 yards in the air. And then on top of that, uh, Rogers isn't hitting those passes. I mean, we're throwing a lot of balls that are like, uh, just like a straight fly route. And I don't understand really what we're doing there. He made a couple of like really on the money passes. He threw one to, he threw one to Lazard. That was just a complete dime. And yeah, right maybe the first quarter. Yeah. And then he also threw one to Jones where Jones had a five yard, five yard gap on whoever was defending him. And he just missed him. Like, Underthrew him completely. Like he might have made the catch, but that should be like a walk in touchdown for Jones, who's going to outrun most guys on the field and was not the case. Like because it was underthrown by Rodgers. Now I understand that he's hurt and like things like that, but that's that's a play that doesn't happen for the Badger or for the Packers very often. And it's it's kind of weird to me that you're not bringing the ball back in, trying to get the ball to Jones, who I think it's pretty obvious he's your best wide receiver on the team and he's your best uh, skill position on the team outside of quarterback. Like, really easy. Like, that's the guy you want the ball in his hands at least 20 to 25 times a game. And then I think Dylan could be another 10, and it wouldn't hurt us that much. Now, I'm not saying that you have to give it to him on the ground 20 to 25 times, but you should be damn close to getting him the ball 20 to 25 times and another 10 out of Dylan. And yeah, I think Dylan got more passes and I think he got more rush attempts this game, which didn't really make a lot of sense to me. And then the defense, again, is not creating any turnovers. We're, we're going, we've went against a rookie quarterback, a second-year quarterback, and then like a Daniel Jones, who's been in the league for kind of a while, but isn't this guy that everybody knows protects the ball really well, right? It's not like he never throws a pick. We've gotten zero picks on that. We have one interception on the year, and that's not okay. Your defense has to create turnovers in order to give the offense more opportunities, and our defense while it might be a bend, don't break defense and they play. Okay. Like I feel like the Packers should be in any game that they're like, if you're under 24 points, you should win a game. And that's, if you don't win a game that you score under 24 point or that the other team scores 24 points or less, that's on the offense. Like you should be able to score more than 24 points. So the defense played well enough in the NFL if you 24 or under. Now, if you go over 24, I think it's on the defense if you lose that game, right? So that, and I don't know if that's the exact number is 24, but it's right in that range that 22, 23, 24, 27, 26, somewhere in there, that's the number that it switches from being a defensive problem to an offensive problem. Yeah. And I think the defense has been playing okay, but they need to give our offense more opportunities because our offense isn't clicking like that yet. 
What are you thinking? What are you thinking about the Packer game, Pat? No, I think you brought up a lot of good points. So just to put some numbers to like what you were saying. So Dylan had 10 carries to Jones's nine carries. He had six targets in the passing game to Aaron Jones, four targets. And I agree with you completely. Like that's our biggest weapon on the offense. A guy that we need to get the ball in his hands. Uh, as for Rogers missing guys wide open. I mean, sure. It happened on that play. But I, I just think there's no guys out there getting enough separation for him. Where if Rodgers wants to hit a guy like he did hit uh, Lazard early in the game, he needs to drop absolute dimes because all day, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's just too much to like expect out of a guy. Especially, I mean, he got sacked four times. I want to say he got hit like 15 times in that game, so he wasn't going to get a lot of time. The offensive line played like shit. Um, so there's just a lot of things yeah, so going wrong. The Jets' defense is for real. Like, there's a reason they're forward and two, and I think it's their pass defense, almost 100%. Yeah. Their pass defense looked really, really good. Yeah. Their secondary is good, and their front four knows how to rush the passer. Yeah, they're definitely getting after Rodgers uh, in this one. I mean, so much so that when I mean the game was out of hand, but we even put love in because didn't you want to roll roll that dice? Uh, so love in at the end of the game. I kind of forgot where I was going here for a second, but My bad. I think I think it's just mostly that we need another weapon uh, on offense, and I don't think the defense even played that bad. I think I think we got out coached in that game big time as well too because the jets weren't really doing much shit so their three touchdowns came two of them came on end around so they surprised the defense so i'm sure that's a coach up there saying like hey if we get uh barrios on this on this end around the defense is cheating this way cheating this way like we're gonna catch them off guard and then i don't know if the packers were just like they're not gonna do that again and then Brees Hall gets an, another end around. So yeah, and Brees Hall's for real. I think that that is something to mention that he is a really, really good running back. Yeah, yeah, and they got him the ball with open or got him the ball with open space. They got him the ball twenty times in a game where it's raining and sloppy. Uh, people are fumbling. People are missing field goals. So that's on, 20 on the ground attempts. How many pass attempts did he get? So Hall got targeted twice. So he had two receptions for five yards. So it wasn't, I mean, so 22 total uh, attempts, but yeah. And I mean, I think you touched it pretty well is, you know, we're not finding a way to get Jones the ball enough. We're definitely not running the ball enough if it's a rainy game. Um and like I well, said, and, I, didn't get to, I didn't get to watch this one live, so I don't know exactly what the flow of it was because I just watched like the 15-minute recap of it. But just from the box score, it's like, I don't know if we were just getting shut down, but Dylan was averaging 4.1 yards a carry, and Jones, what, Jones wasn't having that good of a day. So that might be the answer to your question where – Dylan was getting the ball a little bit more because I, I think they try to feed the hot hand, 
Uh, and Jones was averaging like less than two yards a carry when he was getting the ball. And then, I mean, in the, in the passing game though, three, three receptions, 25 yards, but it, it, if he's not doing well running the ball, like you said, get him the ball some other way. It doesn't have to be on the ground or, I mean, it doesn't have to be handing the the ball to him, like find a way to get him in space and let him make a play, especially when it's sloppy ass football outside. So, so yeah. And so, but even so, like, so if Dylan's the guy that's going to be like really producing that game, he needs 20 touches. Yeah. That's fine. I don't care. Um, I don't care which guy gets it. I think Jones is the better player overall. However, if Dylan is running for seven yards a carry on the day, get him in there, get him 20 touches. Now, I, I think Rat, Rogers threw the ball, what, 41 times? Something like that? Yep, you nailed it. Hit it right on the head there. Yeah, and then Love threw it another four times, which is fine. Like That's at the end of the game, and there's a difference. I guess we're down late in that game and that's why you throw a little bit more but yeah but you i mean you, you should mentioned. have 20 rushing attempts before the first half ends and yeah. we barely made it to like 30 total attempts between rushing and passing with dylan and jones yeah and yeah like you said it was three three going into halftime so like why why not um but and that's I, when the predominant amount of rain was happening too was early in the early in the game yeah and then i just want to run through the team box score that that i like to do and just see see what what lost it for sure because do you remember what the turnover situation so okay so the packers turned the ball over once the jets didn't turn the ball over at all um jets got a defensive touchdown packers actually so the turnover the turnover for the uh, Packers was Dylan just let one go off his chest plate, right? Yeah. Bounced right off of him when they're trying to do a handoff. Yeah. Yeah. And Packers one time of possession. And that was one thing. So Mike and I watched this one together actually. And that was one thing I was saying to Mike too, was, uh, honestly, like looking at the score to this one. And like I said, I didn't watch the game live. And I just seen we lost 27 to 10. And I was like, oh shit, like that game had to be like <clears throat> just awful. Like the Packers are just a bad team. Uh, and I, I still don't believe that, but maybe I'm a hopeless optimist. Uh, three touchdowns on block punt and arounds, catching the defense off guard. So it wasn't like we got the ball ran down our throat. I think. As everybody knows, we need another weapon on offense. Matt LaFleur and the coaching staff got outcoached in that one. Um, but I do think it's semi-fixable stuff, like with the defense. I just don't know if we can fix that offense, being more productive if we don't get another guy in there. Yeah, so I think that maybe maybe we're lacking talent. Now, Next week, let's hope Watson's back, right? But Watkins is out, and Randall Cobb almost for sure is out next week. 
which leaves us with Dobbs, uh, Rogers, and Lazard. Lazard. Yeah. And so, like, if Watson isn't back, we don't have a deep threat, like a true deep threat, a guy that is going to burn people deep. Lazard isn't that guy. Doesn't seem like Watson is, or not Watson, uh, Dobbs is. Watson's got to be that guy. And that changes what the way defenses have to play you. Right. So you have to put a safety over top because Watson's that fast and that athletic. Um, I'm pretty disappointed that we like don't compete in this game. I'm hoping that it is like a jet lag and Rogers isn't feeling well and the weather all combined and we kind of shit the bed. And now our mentality has to be, Hey, we are 500. We are not, you know, if that's our second loss, I think that everybody's like, Oh, whatever. Right. But losing to the giants the week before, and then losing to the jets, that's what really kills you. You know, so that first game, everybody's like, oh, no, no big deal. Two losses in a row against the Giants and the Jets. Now things are like, those were minus teams last last year, not just like even teams. They were minus teams last year, and now we're losing to them one year later with our roster mostly intact, and that's not okay. Yeah, I, I do forget, though. I keep forgetting that Watson and uh... – Watkins are going to be back at some point. So, so maybe that does actually help out a little bit. And <clears throat> I mean, when Watkins think, was there, he was, you know, he was making some plays here and there. Yeah. And I think Watson is really a guy that I don't know. I don't know what Watkins in, in Watkins injury is, but Watson, like he's had like a lingering injury that, gets worse and gets better and gets worse and gets better is the way it appears to me. And then miss a, he'll miss a game and then he'll be back for a game or two games and then he'll miss a game again. So I'm hoping that he'll get healed up here shortly and be back, back on the field because I think that stretching the field is important for what they're doing offensively. Yeah. And just a quick search of Watkins. So it was a hamstring injury. Uh, hopeful to come off the IR this week. So uh, it says he could return soon. So I don't know if that means he could return this week or if he's not there this week, he'll be back next week. But that, that's what it's making it sound like. All right, Mike, you got any more on the Packer game? No, just that I still have faith that they're going to be above 500, 10 wins at least, maybe probably 11 is honestly what I think, but hopeless optimist, just like you. And so I hope yeah. I'm not wrong. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we can get hot late. Um, haven't had to do it from the wild card spot in a while. And we've, we've had success out good. of that. Yeah. We've had success out of the wild card spot before. So, so who knows, who knows I'm, I'm holding on faith. I'm still not eating my shorts yet. I'm not doubting the Packers. Uh, but they definitely need to show me something here soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They need to, their offense needs to be different and more, almost more aggressive. Nope. Nope. Not more aggressive. You're throwing the ball 30 yards down the field all the time. You need to be like 
aggressive in a different way. Yeah, no, we need better play calling on both sides of the ball. And yeah, uh, we just need to fix, fix some shit. All right. I would so, like to point out that Jenkins had a terrible day. Yeah. Like he was getting caught with penalties and like just some weird stuff all day long. I don't think that happens multiple times. He's a good, he's a good offensive lineman and things will correct itself out. I think. Yeah. The line played like crap as well. All right. So from there, we are going to go to the sun drop bing bong 10 K challenge. And I'll explain this one again. So whoever loses, so we bet a hundred bing bongs on every game uh, with 10% juice. So if we win, we get a hundred, we lose, we lose 110. Um, loser at the end of the season has to wear a shirt that the winner picks out for them. Shotgun a sun drop right after they shotgun that sun drop. Well, no, I think they say, go, you shotgun the sun drop. Then you have to run the 10 K. And then at the end of the 10 K, you got a hams there waiting for you. I think we're going to make hams the official beer of, uh, of the show. I, I enjoy that hams at high life. We'll, we'll let them be uh tag team partners. They might be from the, like, the, like today they might be from the same company for all we know. I have no clue. Um, but yeah, then a hams will be waiting for you at the end. Hams are a high life. Uh, then you pour that bad boy in your shoe and you drink it out of your shoe. You do a shoey. So, and then you smoke three cigarettes. So pretty good punishment there, but Mike, takes a commanding lead this week. I did absolutely horrible. So Mike goes eight and six, and he is plus 140 bing bongs on the week, uh, which put, put his total to negative 360 bing bongs. So he's climbing back. He's trying to get into the positive. I go four and 10 this week and lose 700 bing bongs. And I dropped down to negative 880 bing bongs. Uh, so if you faded me this week, I, I told you to do that. Um, you, you'd be in pretty good shape. But from there, we're just going to go around the league. and We're just going to try to touch every game very quickly this week. All right, Mike, you started off. You got commanders at the Bears in the shit burger of the week. Uh, commanders at the Bears. Basically a game you don't really want to watch. Um, you didn't even want to tune into it. Commanders come away with the win. Basically, I think the Bears were driving down right at the final. Their final drive was down inside the five. And they just couldn't couldn't finish. Typical Bears fashion. Uh, that was a pick'em game. Both Pat and I covered. And the Bears are what the Bears are. They're just not good. All right. Next game we have is the 49ers travel to Atlanta. And this one kind of surprised me. Uh, and the Falcons win that one 28 to 14. Uh, one thing I didn't uh, account for is the 49ers do have a lot of key injuries on their defense. Uh, the Falcons won the turnover battle in this one, three to zero. Uh, they won the time of possession battle, 33 33 minutes, 25 seconds to 26 minutes and 35 seconds. So pretty much by 10 minutes. And that's how they won the game. I think the Falcons are a little bit 
better. I, I keep going back and forth whether I'm going to give them enough credit to be a good team. I thought once Cordero Patterson went down, they wouldn't be able to do that triple option or the not triple option, but RPO as well. But looks like they got a guy in there and they're pretty competent with that RPO. And if they turn the 49ers over three times and don't turn the ball over, yeah, they can win that game. To you, Mike. All right, next up, we got the uh, Patriots against the Browns. Um, thought the Browns' defense was pretty good. Apparently, that is not the case. And or this zappy kid is going to dominate the NFL for the next 20 years. Um, he looks good. They are playing within what he can do. Ramondre Stevenson has a touchdown. Uh Tyquan Thornton gets a touchdown. Hunter Henry gets a touchdown. Oh, Tyquan Thornton gets two and Stevenson gets two. So the Patriots come out and dominate this game. Uh, 38-15, kind of surprising. I thought the Browns defense was a little bit better, but Zappi appears to be playing out of his mind good right now. Yeah, he was 24-34, 309 yards and two touchdowns. So, yeah. Kid looks like he's for real. Uh, next game we have is the Jaguars head to Indianapolis, play the Colts. Colts win this game 34 to 27. Uh, we had a great divisional game here. Uh, the Jags came out swinging, but Matt Ryan decided to have his best game of the season going 42 of 58 for 389 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Colts score with 17 seconds left in that game uh, to put them ahead and, and get the W in that. Uh, the Jags had a shot to go to no, yeah, 17 seconds left. No, this is a different game I'm thinking of. Uh, but anyways, I think we had two pretty good teams going at it in this one. And I'm not quite counting the Colts out as my Super Bowl pick yet. Even though after I seen what the, <laughs> after I seen what the Bills did this week, I was kind of like, eh, that was like too obvious that they should have been the pick. But but anyways, next game. Yeah, so next up, we got the Vikings at the Dolphins. The Dolphins, I think, started, uh, I think his name is Skyler something, Thompson, Skyler Thompson. They started him, then moved back to Bridgewater, who you would have expected to start. He had been cleared to play. Uh, The Vikings basically take advantage of the fact that the Dolphins weren't willing to start Bridgewater right out the jump. and that Tua is hurt. So they end up winning this game, 24-16. They beat an NFL team, right? I am i can't crap on them too bad. But from what I can tell, if the Dolphins end up playing Bridgewater and or Tua, if Tua would have been available, the Vikings would have been in a real dogfight here. Yep. But Vikings get the win. All right. Next game we have is Bengals at the Saints, and the Bengals win this one 30-26. Another really good game that I got to go back and watch. Uh, I think there's just a few things that the Saints can't come over, uh, having Hill and Dalton at QB. And in this one, it was Burrow and Chase being on the same page again. Uh, Even with that being said, the Saints were in a really good position to pull this one out. I think if this team had a semi-good quarterback, maybe even Winston, uh, they pulled this game out. But the Bengals look like they're back on track in their passing game, at least. And 
I mean, that Saints defense can only do so much when Hill and Dalton are back there. Like, I think those two can take advantage of a bad team, but the Bengals are a good team and they're getting things turned back around. Next game, we have Ravens 20 to Giants 24. Mike, what do you got? Yeah, so the Ravens come out to a pretty good lead, um, end up being 20 to 10 when we're getting into the fourth quarter. Pretty early in the fourth quarter, it's 20 to 10. The Giants do what the Giants have been doing kind of all year, and they come back. They score two touchdowns in the final uh, 6-0-1 of the game, right? So the final 12 minutes, their drives turn into two touchdowns, and they hold off the Ravens. Um, Giants go to 5-1. and one. Baltimore goes to 3-3. Three and three. Baltimore gives up leads late. Giants take leads late. So that's what we you got You called there. that one. You called that one going into that game. So, yeah, that was a pretty good pick by you. Uh, next game we have here. I don't know if this one I would call the most surprising or the Packers-Jets one, but we have the Buccaneers head to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh wins this game 20-18. to 18. Uh, Something is definitely wrong in Tampa when they're losing to a T.J. Wattless Pittsburgh team that's in a rebuilding se- uh, season. But I will say the Steelers' run defense was shutting Lenny down. Um, their their run defense, even without Watt, I know he's kind of more getting after the passer, but they held uh, Lenny to 63 yards on 21 carries. And another thing in this game, the ball was really bouncing the Steelers' way. Like any any uh, what do you, what do you call it? Like a not a fair ball, but like a, any loose lose ball went uh, the Steelers way. Uh, I think it was kind of a blessing in disguise too, that uh, Pickett went down in the third quarter. And then they, the Bucks had to prepare for a different quarter and quarterback and Mitch. And then Claypool had one hell of a game. Uh, he was coming up clutch his fart in this one. And he came up big when the Steelers needed him the most Steelers win that one 20 to 18. Next game we have is the Panthers at the Rams, and the Rams win 24 to 10. What do you got, Mike? Uh, so the the Panthers are a dumpster fire. The Rams might be a bit of a dumpster fire, but the but the Panthers are like a real dumpster fire. Uh Robbie Anderson gets in the fight in a fight with like the wide receiver coach on the sideline and gets traded today so he gets traded to the cardinals today basically this was a battle of the dumpster fires and the rams are just more competent and maybe better coached and then the panthers are that's what it comes down to yeah that Panthers 24 10 to the yeah Rams stay 500 the panthers team looks bad and they may just get the number one pick in the draft yeah, I can see that. All right, next game we have is the Cardinals head to Seattle, and the Seahawks win this game 19-9. to uh, Probably the most dog shit game i seen out of all the games that I had to watch today. Uh, Cardinals played like shit, and the Seahawks caught them playing like shit. I do think the Seahawks are a little bit better than I gave them credit for. And I mean, when you're playing it, when they are playing in Seattle, you know, the, it definitely is one of the best home field advantages in the league and 
for sure. When the Cardinals are playing like crap, they still they still can put up points. I mean, they didn't even have to put up that many points in this game, but but like I said, Seahawks walk away with a victory 19 to 9 in that game. Uh next game we have the Bills head to the Chiefs. Mike, you got the best one, best one of the week. Uh Bills win that one 24 to 20, but what do you got? Yeah, so the I mean, so this is a battle of two of if they're not the best teams in the AFC, I don't know who is, right? If this isn't the AFC championship game, if the NFL figures out how to rank them against each other in the divisional round again, I'm going to be a little disappointed. But if these aren't the two best teams in the AFC, I'll be surprised. Um. Mike's thinking for you guys. Yep. Um, so I think it it comes down to that whoever has the ball last kind of, right? So minute minute 04 left, uh, the Bills score a touchdown. I get that they gave up a touchdown in like 14 seconds or 16 seconds, something like that in the in the playoffs. This isn't that game. They can be a little bit more loose with their, with their play. And um, these two teams are, they're the teams to beat in the AFC and I'd like maybe in the NFL, right? So the Eagles are right there too. I'll give them that Eagles are beating good teams as well, but the bills and the chiefs, you got to look out for that. You got anything on this game? No, no. Like I said, I didn't get to watch much football. I was going to, I'll probably go back and watch that one just because I want to see what happened. But I took the games that I assigned myself and I left, left it for you. So my bad on that one, but last year, all good. But last game we have is Mike was talking about the best teams in the AFC. I might be telling you about the best team in the NFC Uh, Cowboys head to Philadelphia in the Eagles beat them like they stole some 26 to 17. Uh, like I said, the Eagles might be that team. J- Jalen Hurts is a beast. If you didn't know yet, um, now, you know, uh, Cooper rush for the Cowboys kind of came back down to earth. He was 18 to 38, 181 yards with only one TD and three interception. Dallas did make this one close for a second late in this one. Um, almost got me the backdoor cover on that. But even when they brought this game within three, the Eagles just walked the ball down the field, scored a touchdown, put them up, back up nine points. Um, but ultimately, Eagles dominate this game from front to back, won the turnover battle three to zero, uh, and had the time of possession. This is the one where I had the other time of possession, but they they had 10 more minutes than than Dallas with the time of possession. And that will do our league roundup there. And now we are going to close the show off with our newest segment, Thursday Night Thunder. And the Saints head to Arizona to play the Cardinals. Cardinals are one and a half point favorites at home and I'm going to make Mike pick first just because I assume he didn't look at the line until right now. Yep. You're a hundred percent correct. And they're begging me to take the saints on this game. I'm taking the Cardinals. I'm going to go Cardinals too. 
I, I like the Cardinals. I can't get away from the Cardinals this year. I know they did not play the greatest game up in Seattle and it just makes me feel better too. Cause we've been nailing. I think, I think we're like three for three or four for four when we do same, same on Thursday night thunder. And I'm pretty sure on, on primetime games, maybe because the last game we have going on here right now is the Broncos at the chargers. And we both picked the Broncos. Uh, I want to say like plus five, I would have to scroll up and look, but yeah, we both picked the Broncos plus five and this game's tied at 13, 13 and the Broncos just got the ball back in the fourth quarter. So we might be primetime double stampers. Yeah. So I'd be pretty excited about like a Denver cover here. Get me just a, like a plus weeks. I, I need some plus weeks. Get yeah. out of this negative 30. I don't need like big plus weeks. I don't need like a plus 600 or nothing. I just need like plus 100, plus 100. Get me, get me rolling on the positive side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be like me. Like I'll go plus 700 one week, minus 900 the next. So hit or miss. You got to ride the right wave with me. But anyways, that will wrap up our show for the week. I think we're going to be right around an hour. But as always, thank you for listening. We love you guys. We appreciate the support. And Mike, tell them what they can do to support us even more. All right. Make sure you uh, hammer that subscribe button and then uh, do that on everybody's device that you can get your hands on. I always like that. Uh, Or you could just be a friend and tell a friend. If you think that we're putting out something that other people would want to listen to. Yeah. Tell them to give it a listen. Like that'd be good too. like, put it out there. And then for all you suckers that are doubting the brewers, the badgers, the Packers, or the bucks, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers came. Eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers King. Eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers King. Eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.